This is Everyday Photography Every Day, where you get to listen in on a chat between a photographer, that's me, and a regular human. That's me. With an eye on making your pictures amazing. No technical stuff, no talk of gear or software, just photography for the love of it. We're sponsored by Neomodern.com, bringing concierge photo printing and framing to everyone with a smartphone. I'm Suzanne Fritz Hansen, enthusiastic iPhone picture taker. And I'm Michael Rubin, photographer, founder of Neomodern, and grumpy old man, and we're in San Francisco tonight. Welcome. Hey, Suzanne. Hey, Rubin. How you doing? Doing well. You know, feel healthy, feel, you know, sheltered, <laughs> feel... Uh, Feel feel actually pretty pretty lucky to have both of those things. So how about yourself? I'm I'm fine. You know, you travel so much, like almost every show for a year. You're always on the road somewhere. I was curious how it is for you to be uh, in quarantine or like you know sedentary for a moment. Yeah, it's um, it's actually kind of bizarre. It's also really it's it's really nice. I think we always think about. I wish I had a moment where I could kind of stop time and just catch up on these things that I've always wanted to do and always wanted to prioritize. And we never really have an opportunity to do that. So in a way, it's kind of this forced, um, this forced moment to like take a breath and breathe and like recenter and you know catch up on all the things that you know you you wanted to do, whether it's an art project or it's a reorganization or whatever, or it's a Netflix series. I don't know. But um, yeah, I actually, I, I feel again, pretty fortunate and it's uh, it's, yeah, it's, I wonder what the new normal will be like how it'll change the way that we approach things from this point on. I kind of wish the new normal was a version of the old way and the new way, you know, in the sense that I really like the empty streets and the lack of jets and the non rushing around and the working from home and people Mm -hmm. sitting and talking more. And I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sort of nervous that it will all go away. Like they'll, they'll cure the disease. It will be of course this wonderful moment in history. And then what we just go right back to the insanity or have we all learned something it does feel like a movie in that sense. Like, do we come out the other side better people? Or I would like to hope so. Gosh, I mean, how I could so. we? How could we not? If you think of just like climate change, and this is what, um, I mean, th- how how else could you get the world to stop traveling? How else could you sort of? We actually can see for an extended time, perhaps, what you know, what the good is that we're 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 pausing out right now. So, I mean, I feel like how can we? How could we go forward and not be changed? I hope that's, I do hope that's the case. Hey, so <laughs> I uh, I asked a friend to join us on the show today. I'm getting back oh, to good. having guests. And I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's fun. Well, not that I wasn't <clears throat> happy just to sit and chat every morning, but uh, it's really <laughs> nice to, it's really nice to mix, mix it up a little bit. Um, and I've been trying to get Angelica on this show for, since we started recording and um, well, I, I don't know. I, I'd like to introduce you to Angelica Glass. Angelica, this is Suzanne. Hi, Angelica. Nice to meet you. Hi, Suzanne. Great to meet you, too. So I, I will say, so Angelica, I have been fascinated by this project that you embarked on years ago. Probably, was it six years ago? Five, six yeah, years ago? Yeah, just about six years ago. Um, so, I, uh, so Suzanne, Angelica has a son, Miles, who is a... Uh, was in the baby group with with Jonah, with my son. And so our kids have grown up together. And nice. 
and, and you were you weren't a photographer. Like I never thought of you as a photographer for all of those years. And then you started this project. Why don't you tell us about this project? Yeah, great. I'd be happy to. It's one of my favorite topics. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so much a part of my life. I um, so it was about. You're right. It was about six and a half years ago. I was doing a lot of long walks. So I, I was walking from Scotts Valley over to Los Gatos or from Aptos wow. over to Moss Landing. Those are and, long. Um, Those are I, long. Yeah. yeah, long walk. So I started uh, planning a trip to San Francisco, a walking trip to San Francisco that would take a few days. And I suddenly thought, you know what? This really isn't practical in my life right now. I have, a, you know, a school-aged kid at home. So I thought, you know what, there's a lot of walking I haven't done in Santa Cruz. And it just popped into my head, oh, I think I'll just systematically walk every single street. So <laughs> oh, is that what just popped so into over your the head? Of, what's that? That's what popped into your head? I'll walk every That's single what street. In my head. Okay. I have a slight tendency towards OCD. You think? <laughs> really? Okay. It's like oh, I, if I'm going to do something, I kind of want to really do it. So I spent about five and a half years walking every street in the county. And when I ran out of streets after 4,121 of them, I started walking the trails. So that's what I'm doing now. So I'm about six and a half years into the total project. So the plan was to try and find something beautiful on every street. That was sort of just a stress relief that I was looking for. And I thought, well, I'll just, you know, take a camera and take snapshots. Well, the minute I got out there and started walking and started looking at the world through a lens, you know, Almost instantly, I just started falling in love with looking at the world that way. It was sort of like I had always needed glasses, and I didn't realize it. And then as soon as I looked through the lens, it was like, oh, those are my glasses. That's my glasses. That's how I oh, look cool. at the world. It just changed how I saw the world. And I just, I just became absolutely absorbed in looking at it that way. Now, I started out on just using the automatic setting for probably about the first year and then slowly started like challenging myself and just saying, I'm not, I'm not using that setting for this entire walk, <laughs> which means I have lots of photos that are blurry and, um, you know, can overexposed. I, and, uh, can I ask a quick question? When you, this is just like system, I mean, kind of like um, maybe a logistical question, but as you did these walks, is this, you would pick one street per walk or is this something that you would do kind of multiple streets on a path? How did you mark them on a map and how did you track which photos are where? Yeah, great questions and stuff that I kind of figured out as I went. So I started out by, I bought a map um, and I just started drawing lines on the map as I, as I walked. I, I, it was a little bit systematic in that I finished each street in the city of Santa Cruz first. Mm-hmm. And then I went on to each of the incorporated towns in, in Santa Cruz County. So Santa Cruz, Scotts Valley, Watsonville, and Capitola are the four incorporated t- towns of the area. Okay. And then, and they actually, all of those combined make up much less, which I had no idea, much less of the entire community than the unincorporated areas. So we're, we're there's a lot more unincorporated than incorporated areas in the yeah. county. And so, um, yeah, so to that degree, it was systematic. The other thing I did was, I insisted of myself that every walk start from my house when I was in the city of Santa Cruz, which okay. in retrospect, my feet would have really forgiven me if I hadn't gone that route. <laughs> so what, that means that you're not getting in your car to go to a, a starting spot and then walking some sort of a loop. You're just getting up in the morning and walking out of your house and spending what the first many hours getting to the start of your walk, right? 
Exactly. As I got further from my house, I would walk, I might walk five miles to get to the start of a walk. Oh, wow. so, so I might have to, you know, retrace my steps over streets I'd already been been to. I think that would make me crazy just from the efficiency standpoint of that, you know? <laughs> right. Well, one of the things that happened is, is efficiency kind of became less of a priority and just the act of walking and looking. And I mean, I was sometimes, even now, six and a half years into it, sometimes I get so intrigued by something maybe I come upon a river so I go down to, to the river and I end up actually spending a few hours there <laughs> and then I don't you know then I have to redo the walk the next day so it's, efficiency isn't a part of it do you find that it's antithetical in some way where like walking every street is this sort of I don't know this uh you're you're not you're just kind of going through this motion. You're walking long distances, but photography, you're stopping, you're exploring. Like if you're really, really into the photography, you might never move more than 20 feet. You could sit in one spot indefinitely. So you have to make yourself let go of that and keep moving. How do you finish a walk? You could, I mean, you could keep yeah. stopping. There's always something to stop and look at, you know? Yeah. It's, and it's really variable. So when I first started the project, you know, when I was so into the walking and that was my main focus before photography kind of became more of a part of it, um, I was into walking really fast. So I was, you know, I was starting to walk marathon, half marathons and, and I would do like 12 and 13 minute miles, just like walking super, super fast. So when I first started the project, I was walking fast and I'd take a break and stop and, and take some pictures. But Pretty quickly, it was like, it, you know, it was exactly what you're saying. I just, it really slowed me down. So like, whereas I used to do maybe a 12 or 13 mile, minute mile, sometimes I do, uh, sometimes it takes me two hours to get a, a mile. You know, I, I, um, I was walking along the San Lorenzo River one day and I went down to the banks and I just, I just said, I'm just, I'm just going to sit here and just see what unfolds. And everything was boring and there was nothing interesting. And I it was like, stay, stay, stay. And then I saw a ladybug, and then I saw another ladybug, and then I found myself walking deeper and deeper into foliage, which later I learned was poison oak, but that's a different story. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Until I found myself in a dense population of ladybugs, hundreds of ladybugs, like piled in stacks on these leaves and on the Ooh. underside of leaves. And, you know, that kind of stuff happens all the time when you just stop. And so, yes, yeah. walking sometimes takes the walks take a lot longer than I expected or, or I have to go out and do the walk another day because I just get so distracted that I don't actually walk. Can I ask a question about one particular photograph that I, um, I was looking through your work before, um, before we chatted this morning and there's like one picture and it's like these two snakes, like one snake is biting another snake's head. How yeah. did you come upon that moment? It just yeah. it, like, I couldn't stop looking at it. And I was like, I don't even, you're not like a, um, I don't know, it's not like National Geographic where you're camped out for days waiting for these snakes. Like, what was that yeah. like? Well, you know, and that kind of stuff happens all the time. It's just mind-blowing what happens when you stop and go slow and just, and go to random places and just sit and see what's out there. It's it's absolutely mind-blowing. Um, those were lizards. And so what happened was I was walking along and those two were like stock still. They were just, and I thought they were dead. And I thought that doesn't make any sense that like, unless it's like injecting venom into its, into the other one's neck, I, 
it doesn't make sense. So I just stopped and sat down right next to them and zo- I put on my macro lens. I zoomed in right on them and watched them. You're so off. close. And then suddenly they burst alive and I was like, whoa! You know? That freaked me out. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, so I just sat and observed them and, and, they, and one had that one by the neck and then it, it, after a while it got sick of me and took off. But I, that was over the course of like 20 minutes or, or so that I just kind of stopped and observed and hung out with them and thought. And then, of course, after I do that, I go home and I look it up. You know, I look online. Are are they? Is this a? Are they mating? Are are they cannibalistic? It could have been either, as it turns out, based on what I read. But anyway, yeah. So. Are, I haven't gone through all of your pictures. I've seen them over the years when you you post, and you primarily post them on your Facebook page. You made a special Facebook page just for the walks, right? Is that where I was right. seeing that? Yeah. So uh, they're animals. They're nature. Uh, do you drawn to the the wildlife? portion of this or is there an equal component of human human experience of, of what you found the families or the or, or, like how do you divide that or you just shot whatever whatever was there so each street i walk so so the nature stuff is probably a lot more of that is since i started walking the trails mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. earlier on there's more kind of houses and flowers and cars and that kind of thing um but but one of the things that was so, another thing that was so interesting about the project for me was that, you know, I just take photos as I go. Anything that catches my attention, I take a photograph of it. And then at the end, I pick one photograph. Most of them I delete, and then I pick one photograph for my project, right? And so sometimes I'm in a neighborhood, a dense neighborhood where, well, dense for Santa Cruz, <laughs> where, um, <laughs> right, where, um, you know, people, it's not clear whether or not people are happy that you're there. And so I'll just take, snap a picture. It's just docu- It's like documenting that I was there as opposed to like sitting down and spending time. But one of the things that is so interesting is it really um, forced me to, to notice what I'm drawn to, which is just not stuff you necessarily pay attention to. You just look at the things you like and whatever. But suddenly when you're, when you're sorting through photographs and picking the thing you like, you start seeing what, matters to you and what you what you're interested in like for example old cars old trucks i have a lot of pictures of old cars and i stopped and talked to old guys working on their old trucks (laughs) (laughs) and and it opened up a whole world that i found fascinating and you know then you know i got to the point where i'd go oh is this from a model t kit and wow they're like how do you know know? (laughs) i I find it um surprising uh, people often ask like what do you photograph and to me and i never have a really good answer to that i like it's just like i photograph what interests me but after 6 10 20 years of taking pictures and picking out your favorite pictures and you put them in a box or you put them in a folder or something like that then you go back and look at them suddenly it starts to reveal the things you're interested like you maybe never really thought that's what I like, but gosh, this is sort of a, becoming a style. This is becoming a, a the, something thematic. Is that how you would describe this as well? Like you maybe didn't go out seeking it, but it reveals it upon inspection. Yeah, it, it, I think that's true for me in terms of um, noticing what I like and what my style in the world is. In terms of my photography, 
I don't feel like I've quite, I quite know what my style is yet. I don't, I, I, that's being revealed to me. And I, I know what's interesting to me. I, because I've gotten interested, I look at a lot of photography now, of course, yours, including your beautiful photography. Thank you. Um, so I look at a lot of photography and, um, and I see what I'm striving for, but I, I'm not quite there. And so one of the things that was really humbling about starting to learn a brand new skill from scratch is just realizing I'm going to have stick figures for a while. Like my pictures kind of feel like stick figures to me. And, and I feel the passion of what it is I want to get, but I haven't really gotten what I want very often at all. But a few times I, I have a handful of photographs that I feel like that's what I want. I love you know. that idea of stick figures. Yeah, but I what I like too is well, I think you you said something earlier that is just really sticking with me. It's the idea that this project has allowed you to put on a lens to sort of see the world, you know, differently. It's kind of the time that you're giving yourself to be like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna look. I'm gonna like let myself be absorbed in these moments. There's um. It's like going back into my art history lessons, but there's this thing called the derive, which were like the French situationalists, which kind of came out of like the Bauhaus movement. But they believed that you had to go on these walks um, to kind of find ideas. Um, I actually pulled up a quote before this, but it's like how they defined what the derive was. And it was the sudden change of ambiance in a street within the within the space of a few meters, the evident division of a city into zones of distinct psychic atmospheres the path of least resistance that is automatically followed in aimless strolls and which has no relation on the physical contour of the terrain the appealing or repelling character of certain places these phenomenon all seem to be neglected in any case they are never envisaged as dependent as depending on cases that can be uncovered by careful analysis and turned into account. And so it's the idea that if you were to like go out and like look for an idea in these streets, you wouldn't necessarily find it, but the act of sort of walking aimlessly, it allows your mind to open up and these things to kind of catch, you know, catch your eye and like to see things differently and you find your ideas. Um, I know that I'm sure that it's not these French situationalists that are, that are in inspired you to do this in the first place but I just thought it was such an interesting connection like I often think of when I'm struggling with an idea or trying to come up with a concept I walk I go out I try to like let other things in and then I somehow see things differently that allow me to come back to that other idea do you find the same like do you did this sort of start by you know you said it was a stress relief it was like the stress relief you were looking for what was the, the first impetus before you said, actually, I'm really into these walks, I'm really into speed walking or whatever it is, but why walking to begin with? What was the, the, the catalyst before the catalyst before this project? Yeah, first of all, what you just read could almost move me to tears because it, it reminds me that I'm not alone in the world. Like there are other people <laughs> for whom that's like a, a central kind of an organizing factor, you know. It's the, my people that are speaking there, you know. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, that's really, really beautiful and just so true. And so I guess, you know, for me, walking initially was just following what I saw other people doing. How do people relieve stress? I was working in a very stressful job for 22 years with uh, in child welfare and um, a, a great job, a wonderful career that I absolutely loved. And the, the build up of stress was evident for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but... Um, I just watched what other people did. And I was like, oh, so it looks like walking is a good thing. So I got a bunch of friends together from work, about eight of us, that met every single Sunday early, early in the morning, like 530. And we walked an eight-mile loop. Nice. Um, 
and it, it just it, it wasn't much more than I mean I, I enjoyed our time together. We were like a buzzing hive because we had so many things to talk about about work <laughs> and home and our dogs and our kids and you know so we were just like you know all eight miles and then we'd stop and eat a big fat breakfast and, and then all go home before our families were even starting their day. You know <laughs> so um, so it was it served a wonderful purpose and and I loved it. But something different happened when I when I decided I was just going to do this. First of all, most of it was alone. I, I did a mm. lot. Most of most of my project, I walked alone. I, a couple years in, I started invited friend, inviting friends, and so that happens more and more frequently too. But yes, yeah, so I wasn't specifically seeking. It really wasn't anything philosophical or like a specific thing I was seeking. I really found the things over the course of doing it. But I did start reading different things. Like I, I read my uh, my Bible, um, Rebecca Solnit's Wanderlust, A History of Walking. Oh, Her book, cool. it, if you guys get a chance and if you're interested in walking, it's such a beautiful, she's such a beautiful writer. Anyway, she lives can in San Francisco. Say, can you say the name again of the, the title uh, and the author? It's Wanderlust, A History okay. of Walking. I'll put, okay. it, I'll put it in the uh, show notes so people can oh, check great. it out. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, I read her and then I read um, Stepping into Nature by Patrice Vecchioni, who's a local um, writer. She's now in Monterey County. But and and it's sort of like what you just read a minute ago. Um, it just resonates in my cells, you know, because um, it was I after embarking all, on all of this, I read, I also read photography books. So I used to read novels and then for years I've only read about photography and walking like that. <laughs> just recently I've started reading novels again. It's but, like Mirakami's like what I, what I think about when I think about running or what um, I, yeah. what is the name of it? I'm, I'm butchering that title. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what I talk about when I talk about running by Mirakami. Yeah, which I haven't read, so I, sh- I should read that. But um, That's a good one. I've read that one. I, 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 I like that. I mean, I, I don't want to always shove everything back to my Zen learnings, but uh, like there's a, a part of uh, Zen culture, which is Moshutoku. Um, I hope I'm saying that correctly, which is sort of embracing an amateur culture, not amateurish, just doing something for the pure love of it, that it just, yeah. And I love how you're an adult woman who decided like at some point in your life, you were going to pick up a camera um, without any aspiration to being a photographer with capital P and quotations around it or something. You just were capturing some of the moments of your adventure of your time and how your love of photography grew from this. And the pictures you make are very um, real. They're they're coming from a, a, a natural place. And I think that makes it, particularly nice I, I love it when people discover photography sort of for non-commercial reasons and non-commercial aspirations and I think your work shows that it's coming out of this love um, and I, I also think it's it gets better over the years I think you it really feels a little stick figurey at first and it get starts getting richer and richer as your walks get further uh, almost it reminds me of, like the heart of darkness as you, like it starts here and as you get deeper up the river it gets more you know interesting more lush more surreal in some ways you, can you talk about how you think your photography has changed over the miles that you've walked or has it yeah 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 oh yeah I think it's changed a lot I, I hope it keeps changing 
Um, you know, as I, as like I was saying, I, I read about photography too, which isn't for me personally the best way to learn something, but it's just more practical the way it fits into my life. I have taken a couple of classes. There's some, and and I also have a couple of friend, local friends that are like I'm sure you know Shmuel Thaler. Oh yeah, um, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's been a friend over the years as I've been learning photography. He's an incredible photographer, um, and then Nick Borelli is somebody who teaches out of uh, Cabrillo. Someone else that I, I that I just have so much fun with he actually came on one of my walks with me he actually introduced me to a private road that he was able to get us access to (laughs) and um and so he and I walked and it was so it was just so wonderful but um so just you know being around people reading about photography uh, taking classes when I can although that unfortunately has been really limited that's like an an ache for me like I really want a classroom experience like to actually hands-on share with people and learn techniques and that kind of stuff but in the meantime you know I I I watch uh, National Geographic's um, you know master class or whatever and I I learned from that you know I learn about um, you know just even learning about the the concept of depth of field you know it's like it just changes your and I don't always think about it like sometimes I just I, I just kind of because I'm moving and I'm and I'm and I'm sometimes like trying to get away from someone because I don't want someone to feel like I'm like spying on their neighborhood or something. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of in motion. So I don't always stop and really take the time. Which is one thing that's fun now that I'm out on the trails is I can just spend hours. I can I can stop. I'll pick up a piece of um, you know fallen bark that has holes from a woodpecker and hold it up so that the light shines through it and makes little dappled light on the other side of it and you know that kind of stuff and I'll just, or I'll throw up those little things that come down from oak trees the little helicopters oh yeah 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 and I'll just try and catch them so I'll like be you know um <laughs> so yeah so when I'm out there and I have a lot of time like that I'll just play with you know changing the aperture I do everything on manual for a while I did the aperture priority thing but I love I also happen to be a gambler. I love gambling. I mean, I like I'm not like I don't have a problem, but I love gambling. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I just love kind of like the sport, just, the risk, the pushing, chance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just you know, pushing it different ways, doing what you're not, you know. Yeah. Just like deliberately overexposing something or whatever. You just the nice thing with digital, you know, as the as everyone says, is you just. Delete, 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 delete. Yeah. You know, something you like, you hang on to it. You also get like, and not because of digital, just as as you're probably discovering on manual, you get so many happy accidents. You know, you can't control uh, everything. And uh, it's it's a delight when you try to do something, it doesn't work, and you get something you couldn't have planned and you love it more. Right. Have you had that happen? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that's how I've learned a lot of what, like I'll take a picture and I'll go like, oh, how did I do that? I really want to do that again. <laughs> so I'll actually have to try and I'll research it and go, how do you make something look like it's moving? You know, and it's like, oh, I was, un- I had my, my uh, shutter was too closed for the, you know, f- for the environment I was in. And, and I, yet I kind of panned the bird accidentally. So then I learned about panning. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, you can actually do that on purpose. What a wonderful you know, way to have- learn. Yeah. You have yeah. another photo that I would love to ask you about. It yeah. almost looks like it's it's a pretty dark image and there's a band of like blue, sort of blue and shaded lines that go across it. It almost looks like DNA or DNA or RNA sequencing. Um, and I can't, I, I don't know how, 
what it is, where it is. Does that image, does that description probably not do the image justice? Does it have like really like distinct rainbow patterns in it? Or is it more like... Yes, it's like shades of blue and then other colors as well. But I, I just, I don't have it in front of me right now. I'm going from memory, but I can pull, I can pull it up. Um, I do a lot of spider webs because I just love. But I, I'm not sure. Let's see. I do. Um, spider webs are so cool. It's nice to find your thing or, or things that you're into. You find oh, it? Sure. Did you find it, Suzanne? I did. I'm trying to find my. Yeah, that I'm is. Um, that's a close up of a spider web. Oh, beautiful. That's, um, I do a lot of that because what happened was I was hiking one day and I saw these strands, these, these, these like fine, fine strands with rainbow light in them. And I was like, what in the world? And I figured out it was a spider web. And then I thought, is there any way I can capture that? Because I was just intrigued. And so after that was one of the times where I didn't get to finish my whole walk because I just got, I would, I was, I probably took. I don't know how many photos I took trying to get that rainbow. Now I know how to do it, so I can do it almost at will. But <laughs> to kind of figure out how to—I have a lot of those pictures now. Because, but, but I posted it um, on my pa- my Facebook page, and I said, and I knew my brother would respond because he's kind of like brainy and scientific and stuff. So I posted, and I just said, "Here's what's perplexing to me about this: is, you know, you think about the cu- the, you know, the." I don't know what you call it, but the order that rainbow the rainbow the usually spectrum. goes in. The spectrum. The yeah. spectrum. The spectrum. Thank you. Yeah. My so husband's a physicist, up. so I hear a lot about like the yeah. spectrum of light yeah. and things. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. So I just wrote. I'm perplexed because you know I think of the spectrum in a certain order, except I didn't use the word because I didn't have it. And um, my brother wrote this response that oh, it's it, it just I don't even remember how he put it exactly, but he basically talked about how. The, it it's very like the spider web is so fine that it actually filters and catches the light, but that it's imperfect. There's imperfections, like teeny tiny imperfections. So it, so where in the spectrum the light hits is because it, it's angled differently. It shows up differently. So mm-hmm. like sometimes I'll do those things, those little spider webs, and it's like yeah. bright pink and yellow and orange, and that's it. And then other times it's all these blues, and other times yeah. it's. And, and actually, I was thinking it would be, I was, some of them I've been looking at thinking this, I need to give this to a clothes designer. Like these yeah. colors go so beautifully together and you would never have put them together. Absolutely. You know? I love that idea. Suzanne may. It'd be like fashions. I know. I was yeah, like, hmm. I see your mind we going could like on this. Print, <laughs> we could print your, uh, print your work and even just have it printed on. Cause like as it, as it is, it's a beautiful graphic. Um, I love. I am gonna noodle on that. I love that. You idea. should noodle on that. I noodle on this idea that, um, you know, I- I'm always trying to push through cliche. Like I always start as as Suzanne has got me to say, get the cliche out of the way. You see the light on the spider web. Every spider web looks amazing because they're such amazing objects. And yeah. sometimes it's hard to make a really unique, distinct image of it that sort of brings your own work to it, and it just looks like a picture of a spider web, even if it's a beautiful picture of a spider web. But you've like after years of doing this, and you've really been concentrating on these. When I look at that spider web that's i love that picture it's such a unique way to see a spider web and the light across it um 
I, I'm just. But it doesn't look like a spider web. That's, that's what's what I so like. beautiful. It's like I couldn't recognize it, and then it's then once you get the reveal of oh, that's what it is. It's oh, of course, of course, that's, that's what it is. That's my favorite thing about like yeah. to, to tread that line between completely uh, indistinguishable, like uh, from obvious, like here's a portrait or here's a here's a, a document, a Wikipedia article on spider webs, and all the way to so obscure you can't tell what it is ever, and you, you, mm-hmm. it's kind of pointless. Somewhere between those two is this magic moment where it, you can't immediately get it, but you can get it. And when you do, there's a, a spark of delight. And mm. I think that, that you really uh, nailed it, certainly with that picture and with many of your, your photographs. So I don't know. Well, That's where I went. And, and I have a couple questions. I mean, a couple questions. One, I just, I do want to echo what Ruben said of, it is really inspiring that you decided to kind of like pick up a camera and just like, all right, well, now I'm going to try this. Now I want to learn this. I think especially in these, you know, we were saying at the beginning of the show, just these like COVID times where we have this opportunity to do something that interests us and take up something and use this time to do something that we're proud of. And Um, and by yourself sometimes. And by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's actually, it's so inspiring. But can you tell us about maybe like growing up or did you have a camera when you were little like is there how did you even think to pick up a camera at at all and say I want to give this a try now you are an amazing interviewer she's so good she is so good oh my god thank you (laughs) you happen to hit on something so profound for me right now in in many different ways but for starters I don't have a photograph of myself as a child the first photograph I ever saw of myself as a child, I was 12, and um, my sister sent it to me, and I was, I cried. I was just like, oh my God, I was a kid, for real. Like, look at me, I <laughs> was happened. in a smaller body, you know? <laughs> um, and Why no, was that? What's that? Can I ask why, why was that? Why hadn't you seen a picture of yourself as a child? Um, you know, it's interesting. I think I'm the only one that doesn't have a single photo. None of us have many photos. Like I think I have one sibling that has one and one that has a couple. And then the older kids, large Catholic, Irish Catholic family, eight kids, uh, lots of complications as families have, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do, I actually have a photograph of my mother with a camera the kind you look down into, mm-hmm. like the brownie, so, or, or roll it, probably <laughs> yeah, roll it so, or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we so we did have there was a camera at some point. <laughs> I'm not sure there were other cameras. You know, over time you whatever you buy the little disposables or yeah. or someone got one for Christmas or you know, but it wasn't any regular part of our life, and there was a certain amount of chaos, you know, growing up that didn't, didn't really facilitate picture taking and yeah, and fair. organizing photos and that kind of stuff. <laughs> So, um, but interestingly enough, you know, during the course of my project, um, people have often said, are you going to make a book? Are you going to make a book? Because the wonderful thing about a lot of friends that aren't photographers is they don't know that your photos are stick figures. <laughs> <laughs> they are like, wow, these are amazing. Which is fun and, and, and encouraging, you know. Yeah. I've gotten lot, tons of support from from friends and, and Facebook friends and that kind of stuff. Um and so, um, so, so it's something that I, it wasn't by no means, I shouldn't say by no means, I guess in the very beginning I thought, oh, I could make a book, but I didn't understand what I was getting into at the time. It was more like, here's River Street, here's, you know, here's Jazz Alley, here's, you know, yeah. 
but over years of doing it and and so part of what happens as you can imagine when you walk for hours and hours i mean i my walks can be a mile long or they can be 26 miles long you know that's that's the longest one i've done is 26 but they, they probably average between 10 and 20 miles you know um so i'll often take a day just to walk like yesterday i just walked Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. I have to inter- interject here. Some of those roads, I mean, I know Santa Cruz. Some of the roads are a couple blocks long or a block long, right. and some are uh, miles long. River Street goes a long way. You're only picking one photo from each road. Is that right? At the end of the day, you're you're boiling it down. Whether it was a 10-minute a walk or a 10-hour walk, you're going to pick a picture. Is that part yeah. of your – that's a constraint that you've put on yourself – that yeah. makes it harder. That's fast. I love that. That's really a great constraint. Hard to do. Yeah. Gosh, that's hard. To it do. is really hard to do because like, uh, you know, and I just end up going with whatever I love, not what's representative of the street, but what I love, you know, it might be a little bug or a, or a beautiful flower or something that I, you know, a kid riding by in his bike, you, you know. Do you so ever change it? Oh yeah, sorry. Get back to get back to the earlier question, and then I'll ask another. Sorry. <laughs> I do well, I just wanted answer. to say that that you know, as this idea of a book keeps coming up, I did start writing, and I've actually I'm actually very involved in writing now. Now now I've moved from reading about photography and walking to reading about writing. <laughs> I'm trying to figure that one out because I'm also haven't been a writer, but it's turning into a memoir. So it's sort of like a, it's a, it's it includes my photography and the project. I kind of break it down into streets where certain thoughts first um, surfaced, memories and thoughts, and and you know, like I was literally saying, a walk down memory lane. Wow! Literally, literally a walk down memory lane. There's actually a street called Memory Lane in the mountains. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> actually, that's another whole category. Is the fun some of the fun street names <laughs> like um, Milky Way? <laughs> oh, cool! I want an address of the Milky Way. Harm's Way. <laughs> Get out of Harm's Way. <laughs> That's a really funny. It's a private road. Get out of Harm's Way. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it's, it's um. So it's yeah. It's there's many so many facets to it. I'm so fascinated. You have none time. of the no pictures as a child though. Till you're twelve, I, I I don't want to let that one go for a second. That's such a. Uh, how has that affected you? Uh, do you have pictures of you now, and then there's this gap, or do you not like being in pictures, or like I don't know? It, it's a f- interesting experience so that kids today will almost never have. Like uh, it, entire generation. I mean, it's it's particularly unusual even for adults, but kids will who have had every instant of their life documented from. Probably from conception <laughs> to the present time, I don't think can even imagine a, a zone of twelve years with no documentation of your existence. Sort of in the right, world. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it so? It's um, it's actually really painful. I have to tell you, <laughs> it's, it's a heartbreak for me. And and part of getting into photography has been has kind of been a healing. Not to get too Santa Cruz on you here, but, you know, it has had sort of a, a healing side to it for me to be behind the camera and documenting what I want to document and remember what I want to remember. You know, That's my beautiful. kids are well documented. More my younger son, Miles. I have a 36-year-old, too, and 
And even he is well documented. There's not a chance those kids were going without photographs. <laughs> it's like a flip book, actually. There's yeah. so many. You can just flip yeah. them and see them grow up. <laughs> exactly right. Um, so, Angelica, if you could describe your work in one word, what word would you use? I, ha- I have to qualify a little bit because it's like, is it is it the process or the product that I'm describing? No, actually, you could describe e- you could describe either. Um, you could use a separate word for both, or you could just pick one piece of it. I'm I'm open. It, you're so flexible. I I'm so flexible. Yes. Um, <laughs> I would describe the process cons- as consuming. Consuming is the word I would say for for the for the process. Great. Less word. and less so now that it's more integrated into my life and my and myself. But in the beginning, oh my god, it was. Whew. Yeah, I probably could have been diagnosed. But the work <laughs> itself. What would you d- describe your work as? I'm I want to hear that word. Okay. Um, He's less flexible. Yes, yeah, that's exactly. so true. I guess I would just say, I mean, explore comes to mind. Exploring. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know how much I actually see my photographs. Like I, I love hearing people talk about them, but I don't know. How, and and every now and then I go, oh, I got something, but I don't really have a. I don't know how to how to say that, but I don't know how to see them. I don't know how to look at them. Do you get the feeling that you got something when you take when you hit the shutter, or is it you know you got something when you're like looking back at your photographs um, on like on a screen or you've printed them, et cetera, et cetera? Couple thoughts on that. So one is almost every time I hit the shutter, shutter, I know I've nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> it's not until I get home and I go, oh yeah, maybe not so much, um, and start processing them. But, you know, my best photographs ever, I was thinking about this, I was actually writing about this the other day, my best photographs are the ones that I don't get. It's like fishing, you know, it's like the one that got away. Mm-hmm. And, and so I started writing about some of those, which has been really fun because it kind of brings them to life and it lets me have those perfect photographs that I didn't Did actually you, capture. I have a book. Can you tell us about what, one? What, you tell us about, I, there's a book of a uh, hundred photographers writing about the f- one they didn't get. No way. It's fantastic. You'll have to send the book to Angelica. I will. It's uh, it's really oh amazing. To, it's just like, oh. it's exactly that. It's like the one you just <laughs> couldn't pull your camera out for, or you didn't get it, or you didn't have your camera oh. with you. And it's the, your best photograph. Anyway. Yes. I'll send you that. Okay. But can I tell you a cute little story yes. about that? Yes. Yes, please. So I was, I was walking on Westcliff during a storm and I mean, the waves were just, you know how it is. They just crashing. Right. And I look out to, do you know where they we call it toilet bowl? It's a, it's yeah. a jump off point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. The kids you know, jump so. into the waves. Exactly. And terrify yeah. me. Terrify me. Much the to the yeah. dismay of the parents. Yeah. Yes. Our kids jump off the edge. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, so there were there was a guy standing out at that point with the waves crashing all around, thinking, "Oh my God, what are you doing?" It's a terrible time um, to do that. Ugh. I know, and it made a really cool photograph. <laughs> but okay, as as bad and irresponsible as it is, I climbed over the fence and went out to talk to him because I was like, "What are you doing? I want to talk to you about this." So we stood there. He had like a drone and a tripod and a this and a that, all this equipment. He was, you know, he's full on professional photographer um and so somehow we got onto this topic which is what made me think about writing about it about the ones that you didn't get 
And so he showed me some cool photographs he'd gotten. He's from San Francisco. So some cool photos he'd gotten in San Francisco. And then we ended up talk, standing there for like probably 15 minutes, just going back and forth with the things that we almost got. <laughs> so, yeah. I love I'd it. love to see that book. That cracks me up. Yeah, I think I have it sitting. I'll, I'll go get the name for you, too. Um, Ruby, did you have another question? Because I have one more. <laughs> well, I, I, I did want to ask, do you ever print your photographs? Have you yeah. printed them? And do you? And and one of the questions that we often ask our guests is, do you have any photographs up on your walls, and of, of your own and of other people's? Could you tell That's us what about? I was going to ask? So you took the words out of my mouth, Ruby. Well, well done. We're like alien <laughs> twins here. I know we got this. Yeah. Um, I don't have. I have my photographs on friends' wall. Different friends have asked for different photographs, and also I got to put up. 160 photos in the largest nonprofit in Santa Cruz County, um, Encompass Community Services. It's like a counseling uh, mm-hmm. and lots of other community services. So, I, so I did. I did get the opportunity to print and see what that looked like. Fantastic! That's um, great. Which was real. That was a blast. It was so much fun. Um, but so yes, and, and your also, pictures printed. Yeah, that's amazing. That's great. Yeah. Uh-huh. It is. It's it's really something, and it, it's you know, of course you're. I most of us are probably kind of self-critical, so you're like, "Oh God, what was I thinking there? Why did I do that? Or did we print the right ones?" Or, but you know, bottom line is, it's it's just really fun to see it big and blown up, and and it's a little bit like having your heart outside of your body, like you know, to have people looking at your pictures. It's like, oh, you know, totally so agree. personal. Do you have any in your house put up? I don't think I do. No. Um, Ellen is, my partner Ellen is about to have one printed for, um, uh, we, we just remodeled a bathroom. So we're going to put one in, we're going to print one and put it in the bathroom. So, All right. Yeah. I'm curious which picture, maybe you could, can you describe what the picture is? Yeah, it's, um, it's me practicing with the, the road I told you about that my friend Nick got me access to. Um, yes. Out of harm's way? I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was uh, it was on that road, and it's uh, there's waterfalls and, and rushing river in that area, and also this is totally an aside because I this isn't the photo that I'm talking about, but it's there just so happened to be a I don't know what you even call it, but a, a big bunch of butterflies were hatching, tiny they're called spring azure, teeny tiny blue butterflies. Oh, so wow. you see one or two and you're like, oh, cool. And then you take a step and a cloud. Oh. Like, I felt like I was on a Disney movie. I was like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> Who knew I was a Disney princess? That's one, the, that's one of the ones that got away, right? Yeah. Like, I'm right. A Disney princess. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, bottom line, uh, we... we Use tripods for the, you know, it was one of my first times using a tripod because I wanted to get that smooth kind of flowing look. And so we, so it's a picture of, of a river with lush ferns and moss on trees with the water moving smoothly through it. Cool. That's really cool. Love it. Well, yeah, if you could share a picture of that, would de- would definitely put it in the show notes. Oh, I'll man. think of okay. the Disney princess moment every time I see it. <laughs> oh, man. Angelica, I could... I mean, I'm, it's it's great to see you first of all because I haven't you know since I've been out of Santa Cruz I don't hang out with the gang like we used to but it's really cool to see you. Our kids have grown to adulthood and that's just a shocking moment of time. 
Um, but thank you so much for, for joining me and Suzanne. It's like I really wanted to introduce our listeners to you and your work. And it's inspiring for so many, in so many ways, you know, just, I mean, I don't have to repeat them. It just is great to to hear your story. And I hope you'll you'll come back. Um, Suzanne, you want to, should we wrap up? You have more, anything else you want to add? No, absolutely. I just wanted to say thank you. I think that you've been really inspiring. Um, and especially now of just that just for someone to start something, to do a project that inspires them and how it like takes them on this path of life that sort of, um, opens them up to change. I just think that it's really beautiful. So first and foremost, thank you, uh, Angelica Glass for being our guest today. Our show is recorded and produced in San Francisco. Go to neomodern.com slash podcast to get show notes, see photos and post comments and leave reviews ratings on itunes or wherever you listen uh don't forget to subscribe and we get new listeners from you telling your friends and spreading the word if you know someone who might get something from us please send them a link thank you to mitchell foreman for our theme music angelica stay safe out there and all of you thanks for hanging out with us we appreciate your attention and hope we've given you some things to think about until next time